Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And welcome to The Wibs. Today, we're going to talk about how to manufacture your dream career. I like this. This is like building blocks of my life. We're rebuilding. We're putting it together. It's like... I think at every single stage of your life, like think about when you were just fresh out of uni and you're like, I want my dream career. And you put so much pressure on yourself to find that dream career and be that person Mm. and study the right thing so you get into the right career. Also, who's giving the controls over to like, in my case, a 17-year-old to be like, you're going to manufacture the rest of your life. You're going to put that together and you're going to get it right. Not really. The idea that 17-year-old me had to decide what 30-year-old, like what my career would be now is actually terrifying. Yeah. It's actually terrifying. And you invest three to four years into a career that would make 30-year-old you happy at 17. Like the concept is is unreal when you think about it out mm-hmm. loud. But I think that also when you get to that 30s, so when you get out of uni, you get to a point. But then also I'm feeling, and I know about you, but I'm feeling like a lot of people I'm speaking to, like in my friendship group and just in general, I'm feeling like they're feeling like 30s a bit of like an, a bit of a, career awakening too yeah i agree particularly for women maybe because you know we're getting into that uh, if you haven't had kids by 30 maybe you're starting to look at okay i need to start planning out my life what does my family look like what does all that look like and i think that i think that you kind of get to that point where it's like should i be basing my career around lifestyle now should i be changing my goals or can i keep my goals and i think it's it's quite interesting because you have that at 18 when you're like i've got to go commit i've got to do this then you also have it or i'm feeling it now i think everyone is yeah i I really agree with that i think the idea of what dream career look like at 18 versus 30 versus like and like the next stage of my life i'm sure will be different and i think you're right about saying this it has changed especially i think post-pandemic for a lot of people of what actually matters to me now versus what mattered to me in terms of like careers and goals yep. maybe two three years ago has is like vastly different and i think the thing that i appreciate a lot more now is like that lifestyle and being driven by how do i divide my time so I'm not almost like a workhorse 24 seven. Yes, yes. Because I think before that, I think we were all like, there was a real like girl boss mentality oh, back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was like, and that was fine for Hustle. like, exactly. Hustle. It really was. It was like, like <laughs> how many the, hours are you working? I think especially for millennials too. Oh like, yeah. It was such a thing like, yeah, you got to go just grind it out, man. I'm like, I am not, I'm not a grinder. I am just like, I just want to like, you know, enjoy my life. Yeah. And that's kind of come through more. But I think, yeah, definitely the idea of being able to build what your dream career looks like from the goal and i think what we what we want to really discuss here is the importance of defining what your dream career is yes. one it's forever changing so don't ever feel like my dream career i have to stick to this i have to do this you know you don't have to st- stay where you are mm-hmm. or stay in the industry that you're in that's number one but i think what's really important is when it comes to manufacturing your dream career, you need to know what is important to you at that given time. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what you just said then. Like when you're out of uni, to be honest, I probably had a little bit more time. Like my time was, I don't know, fresh out of uni. I was going out a lot, um, had a lot more energy. That's yeah, fake. That's so, so speak. I'm like, just, what you can't see here is the red <laughs> surrounded and the, 
<laughs> the yeah, coffee. You can say it here. This is literally yeah. our lives now. But that's that's the thing. That's the difference between where we were then and now. Whereas our energy is spent in different areas now. Like we've got energy, but it's just in a different area where you want to do different things. You you know, I would rather a really yum, fun dinner night out with my girlfriends and my friends and everyone around me than, you know, what we, what I used to really love. And I loved it, don't get me wrong. But it's just, it's just different. It's the same thing with what you want to spend eight hours of your day doing every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to do something different. You know, eight hours a day back then, I was happy to hustle. I loved it. I actually really, I was very, very grateful to for my first job to be in a startup environment because it gave me, I loved it. I loved the idea of bootstrapping. I loved all of that side mm. of it. And I'm so grateful for it. But now that I'm getting to a different stage in my life, I am kind of thinking about like, do I want, do I want to be putting in those hours? Do I want to be, you know, at after work when my partner comes home and he's like, how was your day? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm wrecked. Mm. Do I want that now? Yeah. I had that for many years. Yeah, it is, it's a real shift in mentality of like how you want to kind of go about your life. And I think that's what the point where I guess we're trying to get to is when you're considering building out your dream career, you have to look at your life holistically. Yeah. It's not just what do I want to do for work? Because for example, like if I decided, you know, I did want to be in like um like event management or PR or whatever it is. And, and I love the idea of that for the maybe the career part of my life where mm. it's like exciting and there's always something new and you're always meeting new people. But when I look at it as a whole, like Saturdays and Sundays are the time I get to spend with like my family, my friends. Yeah. How is that actually going to work holistically with my life and who I am at age, you know, 30 something <laughs> 30 to, never asked. Yeah, ask. <laughs> Once you hit 30, it's just 30. Yeah, that's so, it. That's so all you are. But until I, 40. I think like we've both had really unique experiences with being able to build out our careers. And I think we're both very fortunate in a position where we've kind of manufactured our, our lives to be a certain way. And that comes with building out our own businesses, leaving work, starting new jobs, moving into different career paths entirely. But I think yeah, we've had that really unique experience, especially you with what you're being able to build out more recently as well, Tash. Yeah, and I think I think we've both known when to walk away from something that's mm-hmm. no longer serving us. That includes your degree. Like I, I we both studied journalism, fun yeah. fact, which kind of brought us here. Yeah, in a circle way. Yeah, full like, circle. We did the podcast of, and made it work. Kind of. I actually had a radio show when I was in um, uni. Did um, you? Yeah, what was I had it a called? radio show. Um, it was one of those ones. Oh, I can't remember. It was like a community channel, and I and I absolutely loved it. And I used to do quizzes and have people call in. Yeah, <laughs> what? it was like an eight week stint, and I was so proud of it. I literally that was my only claim to fame, and it still is. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually at you this have point, an entire podcast that, currently. That but don't worry, mate. The radio show. <laughs> Wait, I did, what was the title of the I show? don't even remember. I actually don't remember, but I just it was just such a huge part of my – I loved it, which is, again, full circle, brought us around here. But, yeah, we both studied journalism and I think, I think instead of forcing ourselves into a role, I remember the exact moment when I realised I didn't want to be a journalist and I was probably like three years in, excellent, mm. and we were doing a thing on ethics and it was a course on ethics and it was all about ethics and they said, you know, um, if you're in – if you're in PR, you're selling your soul, rah, rah, you should never go into PR, you never should go into marketing, you know, you follow, they're, they're just, there's this whole thing between journalism and PR, I don't know what their issue is, it's I just, deep rooted, I don't know what it is. But anyways, they said all this stuff, anyways, they're going into like how important it is to be a journalist and 
they gave this i they gave like, everyone was getting like so hyped up and i was looking around i was like okay What's, what's going on here? And they're like, so, you know, when you're a journalist, it's the type of thing where, you know, someone's just passed away and you've got to go straight up to their mum and you've got to ask those hard-hitting questions. Mm. And that's the kind of ethics that you need to have as a journalist because you need to make sure no matter what's going on, you need to get the story. I look around me and people are bloody like, yeah, I'd do that. I was like, um, there is no chance that I would go up if someone's just passed away and their po- their, their families around mm. them and I have to ask a question, yeah, the, the death knocks. I I hated the idea of it. It was yeah. weird. And I, at, at that point, and I, and I not not you know if you're a journalist and you're able to do that, incredible. But that's just not me. Mm. It's not what I. That doesn't. I don't know how to do be in those situations and those circumstances. I wouldn't be able to get what I need out of that person for the for the role, right? And again. I think that there's there were a lot of people in my class that went off to do incredible things and be incredible journalists because mm. they were able to tap into that skill set. I knew it wasn't for me, this so I walked why, away from it. This is why Penny and Natasha at 17 should have been taking the wheel of the career path. Oh, my God. But I didn't even know you could start a business at 17. I didn't even – I honestly, I don't think I knew about entrepreneurship. Like, obviously, we knew the concept of it, but I wasn't taught it mm. to I – wasn't, I wasn't really allowed to even think that I would – yeah, I would be a business owner in high school, to be honest. It wasn't really a thought. It was just kind of like study so you can have a job. It wasn't it, – the, the idea of starting your own thing yeah, wasn't I think really it was, it was a lot more. I think things were a lot more black and white when we were at yeah. school and at uni. It was like you do this to be able to be this and that's kind of where you stay. And, yeah. and oh, at least that was the experience that I always had. And I think this obviously very similar experience to you, studying journalism and then being actually – like never actually taking a journalism role but being in a lot of social media PR style jobs and I think that the first time I decided that I wanted to be in a kind of a different career path was kind of like when we first started to touch on e-commerce in a in a couple of different businesses I worked in and realizing that being like wow I actually really love this and then essentially investing my time and energies into being able to kind of pivot towards that and the same thing has kind of happened in the later kind of part of my career where it's like realizing that full-time work for somebody else's business is fantastic but I need something else to sustain me to feel like I've got the kind of more well-rounded career that I've been looking for this whole time and that's kind of where WIBS came together and really it was like yes it's a business but it's a lifestyle project because we want to be fulfilled in other areas particularly in that kind of creative content curation side of things so that's yeah. really how it came about. And you knew you wanted creative control over mm. some aspect and, and and the reality of it is if you don't own your business you're always going to be answering to somebody else and that's fair they, yeah. they put up the yeah. risk like mad respect to them I, and you can't you know you can't um go up against that but then you find your own outlet and whether it's a podcast like this or whether it's something else i think that's awesome okay so you realized you didn't want to be a journalist when uh they're actually really similar to you like in it was actually in union um rather than it being about like a journalism like aspect we started pr and marketing as like one of the um, one of like the parts of the course yep, yep. and everyone was like, you know, you have to study this to be able to see the other, other side of things. It's literally like the inverse of what journalism is because it's about kind of manufacturing your truth rather than going out and seeking it. Yeah. And I remember just being like, I love this. Like this is yeah. so much more enjoyable to me than the other side of things. And, you know, I was writing articles and I was enjoying myself in that sense because I enjoyed that kind of creative outlet and that, and that content curation again back then like yes there was like instagram but it wasn't like what it is today in Mm. terms of i guess content as a whole and like how much we were kind of digesting things the way that we are today and so i'm like i really enjoy this i love this i love this kind of aspect of being able to nurture and curate for one brand or one thing that you're kind of talking to and as a result i was like i think that this would be much more for me 
uh, than anything else. And I also interviewed one of my like favorite people. I interviewed um, Zoe Foster for like one of my uni <gasps> articles. Oh my God, no way. It was so, and I was like, this she's is incredible. Incredible. But oh she God. told me about this like beauty, PR, journalism, like background. She actually said to me, she goes, you better like mascara because <laughs> if you're going to be writing it, you have to find 20,000 different ways to yeah. be able to write about this thing. And I'm like, I don't know if that's exactly for me in yeah, terms of fair. content writing an, art an article, building as a journalist in that sense, because I really wanted to get into beauty and journalism. Mm. Um, and I'm like, maybe maybe I actually need to be on the other side of things. Maybe I need to be there being a champion for a brand. And that's kind of how I, I got into it. But That's awesome. And I love the fact that you kind of went from finding the positive in it, like and find the positive in what you're good at. Mm. And I think that that, that is the most important thing, you know, when we're talking about how to manufacture your dream career well naturally firstly you define it yeah. you define what that looks like and if you can't do that all good don't worry we've got more stuff for you <laughs> the second one is exactly what you just said then pen like if you're in a role right now identify the things that you love mm -hmm. what are the things that when you're at your desk you're like i actually really love doing this yeah and i think it's those things that help drive what your career or what different areas you want to go into exactly what you did then like Instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to throw the towel in, journalism ain't for me. You're like, no, actually, I really love this spot. Yeah. I don't love this spot, but I really, really love this spot. What, What's this spot? What's this career called? Yeah. You know what I mean? And kind of creating that around um, something that you love yeah. and is a positive. Yeah, I really I really agree with that. I think it is that identifying the things that you love, but also the things that you really want to know that you want to change in your yeah. life and the things that you're not enjoying. So if there's a part of your, your role or your, I guess, your career that you're like day in, day out, like this isn't for me. And, and in our situation we were lucky enough that we didn't like the um i guess the stress that it put on us emotionally to be have to go out and be a journalist in, mm. as a, an yeah example. that's a good way to put it yeah so i'm like that's not what i like but i like the content side of things i like being creative i like being able to kind of use my words to be able to build like a story and yeah. storytelling is a big part of of pr and marketing as it is in journalism yeah so we we were close but we weren't 100 percent. yeah that's a good there. way and I, I like what you said about the fact that like you've got to kind of pick that part mm -hmm. of, of that area and then kind of work backwards because it's so true but that's exactly what we did with the it's like that book i don't know what's it called it's called um not the subtle art of not giving a yeah. Fuck? Is yeah. that it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that one in particular changed my whole mindset of that. It was something along the lines of, I'm completely paraphrasing. I think I read it like five years ago. So just, I could be completely off off on this. But I remember it saying something along the lines of choose your pain. You're always going to have pain in life. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be, regardless of what you work, where you work, how you work, what your career is, there's always going to be pain in there. Mm -hmm. And what you just said then, like the emotional, this is an example of like the emotional pain of journalism wasn't something that we were willing to take. But in our other roles, there's been a lot of other pain and challenges that we've had to take, yeah, whether it's, you know, not being able to connect with your partner on certain nights because you are so wrecked from work or whether it's having to say no to certain things or whether it's just being stressed out of our brains. Like we've spoken about it before where we've both been in roles where, you know, we've our, our like our physical health as has, you know, whether it's losing hair or whether it's like there's always going to be pains that you experience. It's just about choosing your pain. And I really loved the mindset change when I read that book because I couldn't it, it helped me kind of instead of being like oh this is shit and life shit and my job shit it was like no there's always going to be shit right there's always going to be bad stuff that happened but it's just choosing the one that you can deal with because it's going to get you to the goal yeah. whether it's a dream career whether it's the dream dream lifestyle whatever it is it's going to get you there and I found that like idea and that's exactly what you just said then it was like you found what pain you were happy to take on because you knew that the overall goal was really really good yeah and I think it's like that's you got to be based on reality too like 
dream career is like a very like pie in the sky kind of concept. I'm like, yes, it sounds amazing, but yeah. it's, it's still work. At it's the end your of the dream day. career though. It's yeah. your dream career. And it's going to be shit. Like it's not going to be every day you're walking in and it's like illegally blonde, like pink puppies and fluffy stuff. Trust me, I really wanted that. And mm. unfortunately, I, look, I haven't achieved it yet. It could be. Maybe there are some people out there that just, you know, <laughs> are able to do that. And <laughs> mad respect, come on the podcast, teach us. But I, there's always going to be pain regardless, even in some of the most glamorous of careers, right? Mm. You've got like, and say influencing. Influencing is, is a hugely glamorized career. You look at it and you're like, this is incredible. But what you don't see is, I know this isn't going to sound like hugely painful. I get it. But you don't see how many hours they put into content. They don't see like them having to go in and out freezing cold to take photos. Like modeling, modeling, there is so like, I could not stand for eight to ten hours a day. Not that anyone would have me a model, but it should I should I ever Please. be chosen? <laughs> but you know, there's you're on your feet all day, you're changing it. Like you choose your pain. Yeah. Every single career, regardless of your career, regardless of people look at it, whatever, I don't care. Regardless of your career, there is a pain that you have mm. to choose and something that you have to take on. Yeah. And I think that even the careers such as the glamorized careers, such as modeling and influencing, you've got to understand that there is a lot of pain that these people have to go through in order to one, to get there, because it's not easy to get to where they've gotten to. They would have had to put the hustle in, they would have had to put the pain in. Um, but also their day to day, there's pains in their day to day and challenges in their day to day that they have to go after. The ridicule from people online, that's a pain. Yeah. Will you accept that pain or are you not going to take that? Yeah, I think ultimately what it comes back to, and I think when we when we're sort of talking about the top of the episode, which is defining your dream career, it's yeah. like what are you what are you driven by? And like knowing that the pain points are going to be a part of it along the way is okay, and it's something you accept. But just coming back to your passion, to your purpose, to what you're being driven by, yeah. that's how you start to look at being able to build out your dream life and your dream career. And if you're in the process of not feeling sure about where you are right now, wanting to change it, a big part of it is yes, identifying what needs to change, looking at where you need to kind of take things to go into a different place, looking at what you do love about it and then moving into setting some goals around that as well. Yeah, yep. I think that's a big part of it. It's manifestation, but for your career and, and, and really focused manifesting. And look, you know, I've, I've always said I haven't actually ever really I, I, I never have said I've manifested something because I don't think I, I use the word goals and I think they're just the same thing, mm. really. And I think it's just wording because I, I, I probably have manifested certain things because I've set I'm a huge goal setter and I love setting goals. But I haven't actually necessarily, you know, done the um, done the vision board or done yeah. the thing. And I think it's an amazing thing to do. I think it's a way to get to where you want. But work to your st your style, and if it is just writing down on a piece of paper, um, I actually saw this <laughs> before I came here on TikTok. I scrolled through. Do you know? <laughs> oh God. Um, do you know Two Turned Tony on um thing? And he's a guy with the ducks, and he's like just gone absolutely like crazy on TikTok. He's like huge. He's got millions and millions and millions of followers. Um, he did like a little TikTok that I saw before I came in here today, and it was like in a scrambled piece of paper during the pandemic he'd written himself a goal and he's like I really want to get to 50k subscribers now he's in the millions like he's in the millions and he's incredible and I'm like that is a form of manifestation that is a form of goal setting it doesn't have to be like if you are a visual person amazing get on Canva do your thing get Pinterest like that's a huge experience in itself but it can just be as simple as writing down the goal and it was so cute because he found a piece of paper and he unfolded it and it was so lovely to see and I'm like that's really it's Every I, I believe that a lot of successful people they have come from a goal or a manifestation or, or a purpose. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think that if you don't know where you want to get to, it's like it's hard to be able to kind yeah. of carve out that path for yourself. And that's that sort of speaks to all of those things. Being able to be clear in, I guess, 
where you want to go because you're designing something. You're not just mm. sort of hoping to fall into a career. You're trying to build out something yourself. So I think you've got, I guess, like the, your need for change, knowing what you want to do. Then you start to set your goals. You start to manifest, mm-hmm. start to build it out. But I think then what it does come down to when you're designing that kind of dream life, that dream career is your skill assessment. So what are you good at? Yeah. What do you what do you thrive in? Because being able to build that Absolutely. out and being able to understand that about yourself, it's going to help you kind of push you into a certain direction. And that can be hard. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I know. I know. If you're listening here and you're like, I don't know what my next career move is. Like, I don't know what to do next. We completely understand. Like, that isn't easy. But I think a really good place to start is working out what your interests are. Do those quizzes online, like the DISC profile. There's free resources out there. We can add them to the show notes. Mm-hmm. There's so many free resources out there that will help evaluate skill assessment and looking at what you're good at, what you're not. Network and talk to people as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think um, one of the most important things is learning from other people. Ask about their careers. If you're curious about a career, speak to somebody who's in it. Yeah, that's such a big tip. And a lot of people I feel like don't do it. But I'm like, if you want to know what it's like, speak to the source. Like Absolutely. go to that. And nine times out of ten, I promise you, people are going to feel more excited about being able to tell you and being asked in the first place. Don't be shy about it. No. Because so many people are so generous with your, their time. I really feel like, you know, if anyone wanted to know about what it's like to start a podcast or what it's like to, you know, work in marketing or e-commerce or digital, we'd be so grateful. Five-minute chat. It yeah. takes nothing out of your day. And then the final one would just be take those calculated risks. Like go for it, back yourself. It's like it's like with a with a partner, I've said it before, if, if it's not working, you know, close the door to open the next. Same thing with a career. If you're feeling like you're emotionally drained, you're not feeling like it's filling up your cup anymore, you're not feeling like that energy from it that you know you know yourself. No mm. one can tell you what that is. No, no one can tell you that energy. You know when that energy is not there. So if you're feeling like that, that's when it's time to be like, okay, maybe I need to close this door. And that's the time when another one will open because you're finding, you're, you're looking for opportunities then. Yeah. And, and just knowing that it is part of the process. Like I think like, you know, a great example is what you're doing right now, building out this amazing, you know, I guess like entrepreneurial freelance style career is that it, it wasn't without risks initially. Like you had to Absolutely take a not. big I've been, step. I yeah. have, and I started the this business during this podcast and I have been, had months where I'm terrified and I'm like, well, I don't know how the F I'm going to pay my mortgage. Interest rates are going up. All these things are happening and it's terrifying. But I just think that it's also the, it's also like part of the journey as well because I decided my dream career was no longer in an office. Yeah, and but that's the thing. It's, that was a that, risk that you took. And I, I might change that. Yeah. <laughs> I might turn around and be like, no, nah, I actually miss that. But that's, that's the risk I'm taking now to follow my dream career. Mm-hmm. And similar to you, you decided that you really needed – creative control mm-hmm. you need a creative control and that's a risk you're willing to take exactly and then i think but that kind of leads us into the final point which is you know that you need to be throughout this process when you are refining it when you are building this dream career you need to be adaptable you mm. need to be able to con- be continuously growing and that's this is going to be something that we continue to assess for ourselves every couple of months every few years like are we on the right track for where we want to be in our lives because that's all it is like i think that when people decide to make a career change or pivot they think that you know we're locked in for life and you're not this no, is your don't life. Be hard like you need yourself. to prune it. You need to keep looking at it to see how we can improve it. Absolutely. I think the most important thing to take from this is don't be hard on yourself. Have fun with it. Have like just relax when you're looking at what your dream career looks like. Relax and just think about the things that you like and work backwards from there. Yeah. That's and if and if that is honest to God, if that is you're telling if you say I really like sitting in front of the couch and watching movies okay work backwards from that like really just work back from what fuels you what makes you happy what gives you that like excitement and work backwards from that yeah 
Love it. Well, thank you so much for listening today, guys. We've, uh, we love being able to talk through this with you. If you have any questions or any episodes you'd like us to address next week, hit us up, um, tag us at the WebsPod. We would love to hear your thoughts and we'll be in your ears again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.